Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it might help you in the near future. My guest is the same way. He's doing some great things in the Heroes community, and I'm going to bring him on here in just a few moments. We're lucky to have him. But first off, I need to give a huge thanks and shout out to Heroes Media Group, all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now, as for our guest in this episode today, this guy, I've been following him for for quite a while. Um, Big deal, down-to-earth guy. Uh, He's a veteran. He's a veteran's coach. He's an author. He's a podcaster. He's a speaker. He's a man of many parts. This guy wears very many hats. I'm excited to have him on. It's something that I've been wanting for for quite a while. Uh, So we're very lucky to have him. Mr. Dwayne Perro. Dwayne, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and talk to our listeners today. So let's jump right into this. Dwayne, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So, you know, my career started really young. At the age of 17, I decided to join the United States Air Force. Uh, My 17th birthday, I invited my parents to go down to the recruitment office with me so they both could sign the dotted line. And, you know, for some strange reason, they did it so willingly. And so I was off to uh, boot camp two weeks after uh, graduating high school. And I spent eight years in the Air Force, got some, had some really interesting assignments. Uh, first duty assignment was at a super lab, Rome Laboratory, which is actually in Rome, New York. And that's that sense uh, changed, you know, how it operates since they closed the base. Right. Uh, I, I went from there and served overseas uh, at the end of Desert Storm in Operation Southern Watch. Uh, served over there for almost a year in Saudi Arabia. Uh, came back and got a special duty assignment to the Pentagon. And so I spent the next uh, few years working at the Pentagon, and that's where I made my transition out of the military and into the civilian sector. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because we get a lot of people that come onto the show and they talk about their transition, or um, we try to talk to people that will and educate people how that transition works. And everybody's got their own story. So tell us, how was that transition for you? And what was the atmosphere like during your transition? When I trans when I transitioned out, I mine was a little bit different. In I was when I was working in the Pentagon, I was working with several different uh, federal contracting companies in the space that I worked in, and you know at different times because I worked in a classified environment, I would be escorting these individuals, and so we'd have a lot of time to talk. And they would ask me, you know, what do you got going on? What you know, what's your career plans? Things like that. So I started to develop a really good relationship with uh, the president of a, a relatively new company back then. And, you know, I had my bachelor's degree in computer science that I, did, you know, worked on at night while I was in the military. And then I had all my connections in the Pentagon and the different places I'd been. And it, it lined up really well with the customer base they were looking to acquire. And so they actually made me a contingent offer uh based on you know, me getting out of the military, coming to work for them. And so there was no uh, set date. It was when I separated, they wanted me to come work for them. And so it, it took a lot of pressure off because I had a salary I already negotiated. I had a position and I really kind of already knew the people because I'd been, you know, associated with them through being a government employee at the time. And so that part, that part was really easy for me. 
the, the part that I struggled with is I came into the military at such a young age that that structure is what I thrived on. And so when I got out of the military, that structure was no longer there. And you didn't have the people watching out for you, right? And so you were you were in, in for me, I was in the D.C. area. And I was a small town kid that came in the military. So D.C. was extremely huge for, for me. And so, you know, that part really became quite a struggle. And so it, it took me a while to really kind of find how to build that structure myself and how to understand the politics of the corporate side and navigate that. That's, you know, you make a good, I got to ask, where are you originally from? So you talk about small town. So where are you from? Yeah. So I'm originally from a little town called Harrisville, New York. And yeah, I was the student body president for kindergarten through 12th grade, which is about three, 400 people. And I graduated one of 41 in my class. Holy cow. Wow. (laughs) That is a small school. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. So you, you, you had a job and that's got to be nice having that job lined up with a salary. And definitely I could see where you say it would take off the stress, make the transition out of the military. You start that job. What happens next? Yeah. So I, I stayed, ended up staying with that company for 10 years. Oh, wow. So yeah. A little anomaly there too. Right. Cause a lot of uh, people as they transition, the first job isn't exactly what they were looking for. Right. And what really drew me to the company was that they were a small company. I wanted to go to a small company so I could make a big impact. Okay. And, and I was able to do that. And I worked at about every three letter agents, federal agency in the DC area because we had contracts everywhere. And so I kept being able to move on to a new contract for a new opportunity for more growth. And, you know, really I was chasing an ambition, right? I was chasing from the next raise to the next promotion all, all those years. Uh, and, you know, it, that actually leaves you a little empty, you know, at the end of the day, because you're no longer serving a higher purpose outside of yourself. Right. And so that I didn't realize until much later in my, in my journey. So, what do you, so you're there 10 years. What happens next then? What, what, how did, how does all of this turn into what you're doing today? Yeah. So I, you know, I was, like I said, I, I, I decided for lack of career progression opportunity uh, about the 10 year mark, I decided to go to work for another small company because we had been acquired by a larger company and I was missing the small company atmosphere. So I went to another small company, but only for two years because I didn't realize they were actually almost going out of business when I went to work for him. And so I spent half of that time uh, selling an opportunity to another company for me to come in and, and start an, a new uh, function within the organization that they hadn't had prior but needed based on some changes in the market. And I happened to know the owners of that company because they were both retired colonels from when I was stationed in the Pentagon. And so, um, so that, that came to fruition. And then I, I uh, started that function in the organization, got promoted to be an executive and uh, got to another point where I was really looking at another significant transition in my life. Uh, my son is getting, you know, ready to complete high school in 2020. And so I wanted to start down the entrepreneurial path to, to do something that was more fulfilling, to, to kind of live my passion, live my purpose. But I knew at, at the time with my lack of entrepreneurial experience, I needed to get started right. because I needed to get known in the space that I really wanted to support as being an individual in that space that was adding value. And so two and a half years ago, I started into the coaching for veterans uh, and that, but that's what was driving it. 
All right. So you have a company called Land, Landmark Life Coaching, right? And th- those of you yeah. that are that are listening to this right now, I'm looking at at this young man uh, uh, over the uh, internet right now. He's got Landmark Life Coaching. So how did? Let's talk about that because coaching is a big thing. It, what type of coaching? Is it so? Some people you think of coaching, you think you know football coach, baseball coach, whatever. You're you're a veteran coach, business coach, kind of all in one. Talk a little bit about that and explain that to the listeners that don't know what coaching really is. One of the things that that I really recognized in the veteran space with so many of our veterans, uh, military getting ready to transition and become veterans, is there was no solutions that looked at partnering with them long-term. There's a lot of me- great mentoring programs and there's a, a lot of great programs and nonprofits set up to help you write your resume and translate your skills. And, you know, how do you do an interview, things like that. But after talking to a lot of different veterans, I found that the things that they really were missing was those programs were great, but then they were standing at that door saying, now what? You know, now I have more, more things I'm not really sure what to do with. Right. And the benefit of coaching is you establish a long-term partnership with the individual and you can either do this one-on-one or in a group and you, you establish that long-term relationship where you really get to know the individual personally. Versus, you know, it's just, okay, we have, we can have 25 veterans come in for free and go through this five-day program. And then, you know, you're on your own. Well, with this, you know, you start by establishing a vision, helping the person establish a personal vision, because that's typically what they're missing is what is my vision that I'm actually working for? Because, you know, nine, nine out of 10 people are raised the first thing they're asked is, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? right? Well, you could you could ask that question every time you go through a transition. What do you want to be? Well, everybody starts thinking, well, what could make me the most money to take care of my family the best way? They don't stop and think, well, what strengths do I have? What what am, What is my vision 10 years from now? And what strengths do I have to support that? And how am I going to create actionable goals to actually obtain that? And for a lot of people, the accountability is important, knowing that they're going to meet with somebody week after week to be accountable to achieving those goals, because we get so distracted by, you know, uh, opportunities that come flying by us. And we're like, oh, that looks better. And so we start chasing that versus being focused. And so the the coaching will take somebody through that process. So Dwayne, before we get any deeper into this, yeah. um, somebody that's listening right now and they they love what they're hearing and they want to reach out to you, let's go ahead and give them your inf- your contact information. How can the listeners reach out to you right now? The, the easiest way is to go to the website, go to landmarklifecoaching.com and there's a contact me page right on there. And if you fill out uh, basic information, name and uh, contact information, and it'll send an email directly to me. Okay, great. And we're folks, we're going to have this stuff up on the, all the social media sites as well as the Heroes Media Group uh, website and social media uh, sites uh, as well. So make sure you check this out and follow him because this is great, great stuff. Dwayne, how, do, how did you get started in this? Did you wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, because what I did was I really – had realized finally that I'd been chasing an ambition for 20 years. And that, you know, was great. It provided well for my family and myself and in many ways, 
but I still had that nagging discontent of, I want to serve something of greater purpose than myself, which is a lot, why a lot of us join the military. And so I did a lot of self-reflection. I, I looked back and I said, okay, over this past 20 year career, what, what was the most exciting? What did I enjoy the most? And I had the opportunity after post 9-11 to work on the Defense Intelligence Agency and then the Federal Bureau of, Federal Bureau of Investigations combating terrorism teams. Right. And that was what really felt most fulfilling to me was because I was serving a mission greater than my ambition. Okay. And so, you know, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I've had the opportunity to work at all these federal agencies and, and do all this great things with all the latest and greatest technology. But that was never what excited me, even though I was an IT person. Right. I, all the way from a junior system administrator, all the way to an executive. The things that I really enjoyed was serving others, helping my teams grow in their careers, right? Because I, I have people that were on teams years ago for me that are still contacting me today saying, I want to be, what do you got going on? I want to be on your team again, because I helped them personally grow, not only in their professional life, but in what they were doing personally. And I, that's what I really enjoy doing. And coaching is, is, is just that. Right. And so I, I said, well, I, you know, you can't be everything to everybody. So I wanted to find a niche that I really have a, you know, significant passion for. And, and that's the veteran community. And it's, there you go. You have it right there, folks. And, and this is the one thing I love about it. And Dwayne, chime in here if I'm wrong, but I, I think everybody, especially if you're, if you, if you decide to, branch out into the entrepreneur field or become a business owner and, and heck, you know, even look at um, upper level management people, everybody could use a coach. Everybody needs mm. a coach, I think. And this is, this is my opinion. And it's not often I like to put my opinions in this, but I, I think for this, this sake in our, uh, here, everybody could use a coach. And I think what you're offering, especially the veteran community, one, you've gone through the entire process yourself. Already, mm -hmm. you you've been in the military. You transitioned out. You run a successful company, and and now you're helping people achieve their goals and their dreams and and whatnot. So let me let me ask you. I I know what the answer is already, but I want the listeners to hear, to hear it mm -hmm. already. Some people when they do stuff in life, and and nothing against it. If they some of them are chasing the dollar, that's what they want to mm -hmm. do. Others guys like like yourself and um and and myself. Add value. We want to add that value to people's life. We want to uh, help people achieve their dreams. I, I often look at myself as a uh, as an engineer, if you will, and I go in and I take somebody's idea and I reverse engineer it to help them get to where mm. ultimately they want to go. Is that safe to say? Is that how you would would kind yeah, of describe it? Absolutely. Yeah, you give them that other frame of reference, right? To to look at the same problem. And a lot of what our issues are as individuals is we only have one frame of reference. And so if we isolate ourselves to just what's in our head, then we're really not going to be successful. So, yeah. you know, when you're talking with somebody during a coaching session, you're listening for what they're not saying and you're being inquisitive about what they are saying. And you, you throw some, some things out that, that you you kind of rephrase back to them and all of a sudden they just start having these significant aha moments. Yeah. And so they kind of knew it all along, but their frame of reference was keeping them from truly realizing that. I, I, I often, I sit and right now today, I'm not in studio today. I'm, I'm in my house and you can see the boxes in the background cause I'm moving, but 
I often think, man, I got all these great ideas. I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I'm a borderline genius. You know? <laughs> and then I start talking to people and they're like, and then I either see their reaction to what I'm thinking, which I thought was a genius idea, or I hear the, what they have to say. And I, I come to the realization very quickly I'm I'm not a genius by by any means at all. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a mastermind, and uh, you know one of the uh, one of the quotes that the founder always says is isolation is the enemy to excellence. Yes. And so I wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, the more you network and the more you partner with people, and in particular a coach, you can really expand your boundaries. Absolutely. Do I want to I don't want to kind of shift gears here just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, you do the coaching. You're an author as well. Yeah, this year um, I'm finishing up my book called The Empowered Veteran. And, and in this book, I focus on the core strengths that we develop as members of the military. You either develop them as a result of going in the military or they're enhanced. You may have already had some of these core strengths before you joined the military and that's what attracted you to the military. What happens is people, as they start to transition, they feel like they need to reinvent themselves or they think they need to try to figure out how to make technical skill A somehow coincide with a civilian technical skill B, and they just can't make that connection. And so when they go into an interview, they can't articulate those things well. And so what I promote is focusing on the core strengths that you have or you have enhanced and going in and explaining in an interview how those can help you add value to any organization. Or if you're starting your own business, these core strengths are exactly what you're going to need to survive the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. And so that's, that's the premise of the book. And, uh, I'm getting ready to release that the first of the year. I, I love it. I had the opportunity and I, um, to, to kind of sit down and, and take a look at it. And this is, I, I'm telling you what the veterans that are listening to this right now, this is, this is one you have to have in your library when this hits the shelves, you, you have to have this. You want to talk about, um, a resource for, for vet, veterans and people who are, are currently serving uh, in, in any branch of service, um, how to transition back into what we call the civilian ranks or, or the civilian life, if you will. This hits it on, on, on the nail on the head. I mean, this is, it's, it was such a great read. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this hitting the shelves uh, here at the beginning of the year. And, and we'll also keep you guys posted on that because this is probably, this will not be the last time you hear from Dwayne uh, on the HMG network by any means whatsoever, uh, especially with the new book coming out. So we're looking forward to that. Um, you're a podcaster. Now, this is something mm-hmm. I've been waiting to talk to you about for, for a long time <laughs> because I've, I've actually, I've listened to you, I've followed you, I've, I've followed your show for quite a while. So why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the show that you have? Yeah. So back in February, well, prior to that, back the end of 2016, I really wanted to get into the podcasting realm. I, I felt, you know, the there's a, well, due to the gap that there is in the number of veterans of becoming entrepreneurs, I felt there was a gap in their ability to have a public forum where they could tell their success stories or even tell about their failures, right? Because we need to hear about those as well in the entrepreneurial realm because we can all learn from them. And so with, you know, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars having gone on so long, we have a lot of combat veterans who have gotten out and become successful entrepreneurs. So, you know, from my coaching, you know, mindset, I was like, well, I really want to niche down when I do 
my uh, podcast. I don't want it to be too open, too general with the entrepreneur realm. So I went for the veterans and then I went for the combat veterans. And also I decided because of the um, people that were contacting me saying, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not a combat veteran. And some may not even have served in the military, but I started an organization that is specifically for supporting veterans. I, but I still want to come on the show. So I created what I call my courageous champions to veterans segments. And so if you have create, if you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a military or not, but you created an uh, organization specifically to support veterans, then I bring you on and we talk about that organization in a little bit different format than I do uh, then the conversation goes with the entre- the other entrepreneurs. And so, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. I'm getting ready next week to record episode 40. And so, you know, that's, it's been, it's been a good ride. I mean, I, I launched in February and by the end of May, I had my roster for the year of guests filled yep. for the rest of the year. <laughs> so, you know, it's been, uh, that was really encouraging. I did a lot of marketing, but kind of once the word gets out and people, you know, know who, who who's doing what then then you know you get a lot of referrals and things and i want i want to do a plug for for uh you again here landmark coaching uh landmark excuse me landmark life coaching.com that's www.landmarklifecoaching.com um and you can also hear his podcast at www.charliemikepodcast.com uh forward slash itunes you can find it on itunes and this is it's a I, I, you know, what's funny is I, I own the media company. I listen to quite a few shows, and this is this is one uh, that's not on the network yet um, that uh, I listen to religiously, uh, and that's because you know I've, I've followed Dwayne now for for quite a while, and he's doing some just some incredible things. So I, I encourage all of you that are listening to this, reach out to him. First off, you're gonna need a coach. Plain and simple. So you're thinking about it. You you know you want to do it. Well, I don't know how much it is, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Talk to Dwayne about it. Go to landmark, landmarklifecoaching.com. Fill out his information. And he'll get in touch with you. And in the meantime, while you're waiting on that, listen to his podcast, www.charliemarkpodcast.com forward slash iTunes. Dwayne, uh, you're on the show called The Decision Hour. And, and it's about people making that decision in their life, whether it's joining the military, getting out of the military, starting a business, you know, moving up in the ranks, going to college, whatever the case is. And, and we are faced each and every day with, with decisions. For the listeners out there, tell them one of your decision hours that you went through and what the atmosphere was like when that decision came upon you. This is an, an interesting question for me. And so I was really thinking, and there's a lot of different examples I could talk about, but, you know, from starting my business has to be it, the decision hour that came with that. And I can remember it clear as day. I had been talking to my wife about this is what I, this is what I want to do. This is what I think I want to do. And, and at the time I had no entrepreneurial experience. I, you know, I dabbled in some stuff, but I hadn't really taken a full on step out into anything. And, you know, my family and I, we, we RV a lot. So we have an RV and I can picture we were sitting outside, I'm on the computer. And the next thing I look over and I say to my wife, okay, I submitted the paperwork for the LLC and I've signed up for the uh, coaching uh, university and I start on whatever date. Right. And I just, I had been looking at the stuff so much and for so long and debating, do I, do I really know enough to be able to do this? And 
there was never any real clear answer saying, yeah, you, you, you got it, right? Because that's just not how it's going to come about. So I literally just went in that day and just clicked send and, and signed, you know, did the, uh, the legal stuff with LegalZoom, got the entity started and got uh, signed up for the coaching. And just, I just had to click the button. I, I probably had looked at that page a hundred times before I clicked the button. And I just said, you know what? I'm doing it. I love and, it. And I, yeah. And it is nothing in the, in the journey for it has been nothing about nothing like what I anticipated. It's been way better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let me, let me ask you this. We, what, what prompted you for taking so long to, to, to click the button? Was it just something in your gut said, now's the time I'm doing it. Were you kind of scared doing it at first? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I was very hesitant about doing it and it was, there's a lot of, a lot of things you don't know, you don't know until you're, you're in the business, you know, until you're the business <laughs> owner. And so, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just, you know, hesitation to do it because of what if, right. Or not. And, and I'm a very, analytical, methodical person. And so to jump into the realm where none of that matters was a big leap of faith. And, but you know, it, I did it, but I did do it in a calculated way as, and I still had my full-time job. So, you know, uh, it just meant I get to work nights and weekends. There more. you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> Very nice. Dwayne, we're coming up on, on, on time here. I got one more question that I want to ask you. It's an important one that I feel um, and that's for, for somebody that's listening to the show right now and they're, they're resonating with your story and, and their hour, their decision hour is upon them and they're not sure what to do. What advice would you give them? Yeah, it's, it goes back to another, uh, quote from my mastermind group that the, uh, founder says, and it just, it just plays to the, to the story that I told is you have to, you just have to fire the gun and ride the bullet. Oh, right. That. And so, uh, <laughs> so that's that. basically what I did, right? I'm writing that one the down, gun, fire the gun <laughs> and ride, ride the bullet. The bullet. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> awesome. So you heard it right there, folks, fire the gun, ride the bullet. Make sure you check Dwayne out, get in touch with him today. You're already listening to this. So if you're listening to this it means you're already online, it doesn't take much to open up another browser, go to www.landmarklifecoaching.com. Open up a, a, another browser and listen to the Charlie Mike podcast. You can find that on iTunes uh, right now. Dwayne, I really appreciate you taking time, man. Yeah, I appreciate coming on. This has been a great opportunity. Appreciate it. There's a guy that wears a ton of hats right there and such a great individual. He's doing so many great things in the heroes community, particularly for veterans. Dwayne Perro veteran coach, author, podcaster, speaker. Make sure you check him out, folks. Everybody needs a coach. Everyone needs a coach. Reach out to Dwayne. He's your man. Go to www.landmarklifecoaching.com. And while you're waiting for him to give you a shout, listen to his podcast, www.charliemikepodcast.com. You can find that on iTunes. That's all the time I have today, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. Big special thanks to Heroes Media Group, all the shows and network sponsors that they have over there. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.